Welcome to our teaching for today. Today is a double portion, Akar Reimot and Ked Doshim. Akar Reimot means after the death and Ked Doshim means, holy ones. I would like to start by talking about understanding how we got our Bibles and some of the problems scholars encountered when putting together our Bibles. I hope this will help you understand the Bible better. We are not trying to destroy God's words as some are, but we seek the truth. Most people have access to the Bible through printed translations. So, we then absolutely must understand the Hebrew culture and the cultural issues that are being presented. Sometimes what is being said is clear, at other times there may be a cultural issue behind what is being presented. We have no original manuscripts of the Bible, but thousands of manuscripts and fragments. A standard text from the manuscripts has been put together for both the old and new portions of the Bible by scholars. We have both Hebrew and Greek manuscripts of the Old and New Testament portions. Older translations of the standard text which was put together from the manuscripts have tried to give us a word-for-word translation. For example, the New King James Version is a word-for-word attempt to translate the text they put together. Whereas, The newer translations often try to reinterpret the standard text. One translation uses a car instead of a chariot. This reinterpretation in some versions can sometimes change the intended meaning of the original. I use the New King James Version because it is based on a word-for-word rendering and therefore easier to try to understand if there are any cultural issues to decipher. No translation is perfect. The translation presents a hurdle for those who wish to understand the scriptures because they are prone to human error. People will call their translation perfect and vilify anyone who says otherwise, but we must seek and follow the truth, or we will just have made up religion. We must also understand that no standard text that is put together from a compilation of the manuscripts is perfect and therefore, no Bible translation is perfect. Both Greek and Hebrew manuscripts in ancient times have been altered or mistakes have been made when copying the manuscripts. Scholars use multiple manuscripts to determine what the standard text should be, but since we have no originals, we can only do the best we can. I know of some 84 manuscripts of the Hebrew New Testament portion as of this writing. It is obvious that there is some altering of the Hebrew manuscripts because there are minor differences between them. Some were trying to correct what they thought were errors in the Hebrew and again there are copying errors. The Hebrew has a lot less errors than the Greek historically and it was used to help modify the Greek manuscripts over the centuries. Jerome even quotes some of the Hebrew scriptures of the New Testament and they match the Hebrew manuscripts of the New Testament that we have. There is evidence that the Hebrew manuscripts are of a better quality than the Greek manuscripts and even Jerome in the 4th century attests that the Greek manuscripts of the New Testament portion had lots of errors. For example, the Greek manuscripts have consistent errors. In some Hebrew manuscripts it says in Matthew 1:16, and Jacob begot Joseph the husband of Mary. In other Hebrew manuscripts it says, and Jacob begot Joseph the father of Mary and not the husband of Mary. If you count the names, you come up one short the number of generations when Joseph is the husband of Mary. Matthew 1:17 gives us the number of generations. When Joseph is the father of Mary the number of generations matches correctly. All the Greek manuscripts contain the error that Joseph is the husband of Mary. So, Someone changed some of the Hebrew manuscripts to match the Greek manuscripts.
A man by the name of Joseph was Mary's father. Another man by the name of Joseph was her husband. The copiers of the Greek manuscripts evidently could not understand this. Matthew then has the genealogy of Yeshua through Mary, and Luke contains the genealogy through Mary's husband Joseph. They are entirely different genealogies. Theology says they are two genealogies of Joseph. Why would we need that? They are not as smart as they might seem. We most of all need a genealogy of Yeshua that links him through Mary going back to kingly line of David. Joseph was not Yeshua's actual father, but God created Yeshua in Mary miraculously. The scholars did a great job with the thousands of manuscripts of the Greek. But there are sometimes up to ten deviations of just one verse between the manuscripts and there are almost 8,000 verses in the New Testament portion. I have a copy of the standard Greek text put together from the manuscripts and it is called, Novum Testamentum Grace. If you look at a page, you may see just a few verses at the top of the page and the rest of the page filled with deviations between the manuscripts in small print. If we use a small number such as three deviations as the average number of deviations in the verses of the New Testament, we end up with 24,000 deviations that the scholars had to deal with in order to come up with a standard text from the Greek manuscripts. That is a lot. We should also mention that the Roman Empire intended to make Christianity entirely Roman, and they hunted down the Hebrew manuscripts of the New Testament portion and killed anyone who had them. This accounts for the fewer number of Hebrew manuscripts that we have available. Their false doctrine then got passed down into Christianity. The exceeding number of deviations in the Greek manuscripts does not account for the changes made to the Greek by the Roman Empire to make the Greek manuscripts of the New Testament portion into a religion of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was anti-Jewish, so they even added words to make the Greek sound anti-Jewish. We know this because the Hebrew New Testament is worded without these anti-Jewish insertions. For example, it says in John 1:11 in the Greek that Yeshua came to his own meaning the Jews, but they did not receive him. In the Hebrew it says that Yeshua came to the world and the world did not receive him. So, it is his creation, mankind, that did not receive Yeshua. Many of the insertions of the word Jew in the New Testament Greek was meant to be anti-Jewish. There is even one insertion in Luke that insinuates that people should kill the Jews. God said you shall not murder. Murder is a direct contradiction of the Bible. The Roman Empire made it illegal to keep God's feasts, see Leviticus 23 2, where it says they are God's feasts, and they replaced God's feasts with their own feasts. We should also understand that they tampered with the meaning of the Scriptures to specifically distance the true faith from what the Roman Empire wanted and make the New Testament Scriptures more palatable for the pagans. For example, in the Hebrew James 1:25, it says we are to keep the Torah. In the Greek it says we are to keep the law of liberty. Much of James talks about keeping God's commandments. For example, James 2:24 NKJV says, You see then that a man is justified by works, and not by faith only. The heretic insertion of law of liberty changes the whole idea that Yaakov is trying to make. We do not know the extent of the modifications that were made to replace the true Christianity of our Messiah. Whenever something seems to be saying that we are not to keep God's commandments there must be some suspicion of tampered wording. Do not throw out your Bibles. 
but you have to go by the clear verses and not by verses that are not clear or that say not to keep God's commandments. Shaul said in Romans 3:31 NKJV, do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. He said that the Old Testament law was not done away with and that it was established. Theology comes along with its man-made ideas and says the Old Testament has been done away with. You are not following God if you are following the made-up theology of the theologians. Following God means you are doing what God says to do. So, keep His commandments. Malachi 3 6 NKJV says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. God did not change His mind about His commands in the Old Testament. If they were good back then, they are still good. Yeshua said in Matthew 15 9 NKJV, And in vain they worship me, teaching His doctrines the commandments of men. People think they are following Yeshua, but instead they are following the false doctrines of theology. Do not be fooled by their blind assertions. 2 Corinthians 11 3 NKJV says, But I fear, lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Eve subtracted and changed God's command. Then the devil said, they will not die. Theologians say that we do not have to keep God's commandments just like the devil did through the serpent. They preach a different Jesus and not what he taught. Take for example what Yeshua said in Matthew 5:17 NKJV, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. Yeshua as God who gave us the Old Testament commandments tells us to keep His commandments in the Gospels and attests that He is not doing away with the Old Testament commandments. Strong's Dictionary says that the Greek word for destroy here in Matthew can mean demolish which would mean not to do away with them in a very strong way. Yeshua is emphasizing that He is not doing away with the Old Testament portion commandments. Then, Theologians say that the Old Testament portion commands are done away because Yeshua fulfilled them, they are subtracting from God's commandments. Deuteronomy 4 2 NKJV says, You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Strong's Dictionary says that the word fulfill there in Matthew is to fill up. So, it has more to do with completing the commandments than taking away. If we have half a glass of water, I can add more water and completely fill it up. New Testament believers are commanded to receive the Holy Spirit, see Acts 2:38-39. Shaul says in Ephesians 5:18 NKJV, be filled with the Spirit. We are filled up with the Holy Spirit, or we could say that we are completely filled up. Colossians 2:10 says, You are complete in Him. Theologians are not trying to find truth but to get us to believe in their belief system and explain away anything that contradicts what they have already decided to believe. Again, I hope this helps you understand the Bible better. We are not trying to destroy God's words as some are, but we seek the truth. Now I would like to begin talking about that we only see part of what God does for us. Day by day and night by night we only see a little of the evidence of what God created. Psalms 19 2-4 NKJV says, Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. How do we view life? 
I was fortunate to have a mother who taught me from the Torah, considered the things of God, believed there is a God, and told me there is a God. Sha'ul says in Romans 1:20 NKJV, For since the creation of the world his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. There is no excuse for not believing in God and not doing what He tells us to do. After all, if we believe in God, then we will act on what He told us to do in the Bible. Not all are as fortunate as I was, and many are left with little direction in life. I wanted my children to know the truth and to know the truths about God and the Bible. At least I gave them a chance to know the truth. Some of us have children that love God and follow Him, but not all our children will do that. There is a saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Animals can be stupid at times and so can people. Psalms 14 1 NKJV says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. People can be foolish, but a person doesn't have to remain a fool. People have the choice of how they choose to live, but don't we all want truth? It is a tremendous gift to be set in the right direction in life. If someone gave you a beautiful car, you could either leave that car in a garage or choose to use that gift. It would be up to you. There seems to be disorder in God's creation, yet all that He created works together, all of creation follows natural laws, and everything is in order. Genesis 1:24 NKJV, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind. God spoke into existence what He created according to its species. Animals of the same species produce animals according to their kind. There is order in that. I was surprised to find out that a lot of the same terms apply to different topics in science. There is the electrical flow called current and the flow of water is called a current. There is no flow of electricity until we decide to use it and we don't get water through our faucets until we turn on the valve and begin using our water. There are many comparisons like these that apply across various forms of scientific studies. It verges on the amazing. How is it possible that everything has been ordered like this? Romans 1, 20-22 NKJV says. For since the creation of the world his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because, although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. We can either accept the order that God has created or to live like a fool and deny truth. In life, we examine and act on what we learn. God has ordered the universe and there is a specific order or way we were designed to live. God has empowered His order and that extends into the commandments He has given us. Does a bull tell its maker I am not what you made me to do? Isaiah 45 9 NKJV says, Shall the clay say to him who forms it, What are you making? Some people go so far as to redefine who they are sexually in their own terms. They think they can do that, but every cell in their body defines their sexuality despite their false beliefs. Sha'ul goes in to say in Romans 1 25-27 NKJV. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions. 
for even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. They are living a lie the Bible says. We say that these people are deluded because they can't face up to the truth. We know that gravity causes everything to fall to the ground under its influence. These deluded people in essence say we will not fall to the ground if we jump off a cliff. They are destroying their own bodies. Sha'ul said that he could see some kind of evidence of destruction on their bodies, and this was written over 2,000 years ago. It says in Ecclesiastes 1 9-10 NKJV, that which has been is what will be, that which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, see, this is new? It has already been in ancient times before us. There is nothing new under the sun. People still want to be fools. All we can do is hope they wise up. What will we choose in our lives? Will we examine and consider the ways of the true God and the blessings that come with that, or will we bring chaos and destruction into our life? People choose the life they lead by their own decisions. Yaakov, James, was the acting leader of the early believers as seen in Acts 15, and not Peter. Yaakov said we need to be a hearer and doer of what is right. James 1 12-24 NKJV says. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of His own will He brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of His creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Let's look at this verse some more. We are blessed for doing what is right. We will receive from God a crown in the future kingdom. God does not tempt us. We are drawn by our own desires and entice ourselves. Good things come from God. God gave us the truth so listen to God. People's anger does not produce what is right. Stop being wicked and listen to God. Listen to what is right and do what is right. Don't fool yourself. James 1:25 from the Hebrew manuscripts reads, But anyone who observes himself by the whole Torah, which is the instruction of the examiner, and stands in Torah, not hearing it, the Torah, in forgetfulness, for if he works the work, 
His happiness is in his actions. From the Epistle of James by Dr. Miles Jones. What did it just say? Keep the whole Torah which are the commandments of the first five books of the Bible. The Torah is the instruction of our judge, namely God. Hear the Torah and do it. You will be blessed, the Hebrew word can mean either blessed or happy. Yaakov, the real leader of the early believers in the Messiah Yeshua told us to keep the whole Torah. Who has told us the truth? Some people tell us not to keep the feasts of God in the Bible, see Leviticus 23 2. They dare to contradict Yeshua when he said, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets, Matthew 5:17 NKJV. We have been passed down a false religion that contradicts the Bible and kept the lies passed down to us from the Roman Empire. And these false teachers of their theological system do their best to keep their false beliefs intact. They don't want to lose their positions and buildings. Kepha said about false teachers who are leading people into sin. 2 Peter 2:17 NKJV says, These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. If you are leading people to follow God the way God says, you are teaching people to keep His good commandments in the Old Testament portion. I often share extra information at our meetings on Saturday mornings. I will spend some time on some interesting topics. Remember, we also need encouraging teachings on God's commandments as well. 2 Timothy 4 3 NKJV says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. If all you are getting is entertainment, stories, and watered-down doctrine, then you are not getting what you are supposed to get. Find somewhere that teaches God's commandments. Here is something that may interest you. Matthew 2:23 NKJV says about Yeshua, and He came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Some say that prophecy is nowhere in the Old Testament portion. The typical theological answer is that Yeshua was a Netzer, the branch of a part of a plant that grows underground to make a new plant, of the tribe of David whose family had to leave Bethlehem for safety, from Herod, Yeshua was a branch from the tribe of David whose family had to go live in Nazareth. They say Matthew 2:23 is referring to the messianic scripture in Isaiah 11:1 NKJV, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Isaiah 11:1 is referring to Yeshua, but we now have a better way of understanding the prophecy of Matthew 2:23. One other possible understanding of this verse that I have shared in the past was something a 17th-century rabbi said about the prophecy about the Messiah being called a Nazarene. He says it refers to Jeremiah 31 6 NKJV which says, For there shall be a day when the watchman will cry on Mount Ephraim. See, the Bible, the Talmud, and the New Testament, page 81. He goes on to say Matthew is making a Jewish drash with those words, a relevant, but not exact, exposition of Jeremiah 31 6. Hang in there, we are almost at the exciting conclusion. I found it interesting that the word watchman in Jeremiah 31 6 also means Nazarenes, which is the Hebrew word notzrim. Notzar is the Hebrew verb meaning to watch. The Hebrew translated means, for yesh, in that, day, will be, called Nazarenes in the mountain of Ephraim. Why yesh? Could this be referring to Yeshua?
It is an unusual way of using Yesh. I will say, Yesh li me cho neat. I have a car. Yesh perhaps is short for Yeshua. Could that be what Matthew saw in his scroll? Perhaps it could be saying that, Yeshua will be called a Nazarene. Also, I have heard that in some manuscripts of Jeremiah 31 6, the word notesrim is used in the singular, the word notesri. In that case it would say, Yeshua, will be called a Nazarene in the mountain of Ephraim. This comes from the Torah scrolls of Cairo Gen Ezah. It is possible that is what Matthew saw in the manuscript of Jeremiah. Not all manuscripts are the same and when they put together their standard Hebrew text from the manuscripts, they decided to eliminate this reference to Yeshua. What the Torah scroll says from the collection of Cairo Gen Ezah seems to be a better and less complicated interpretation of this prophecy than the theological explanation. Theology is a made-up belief system and not necessarily God's words, theology is just words of men. Here is more to consider. God has foresight in caring for us. Therefore, the work of the Holy Spirit can help us in many ways. God gives the Holy Spirit to believers in Messiah, and it is an important part of the Messianic life. Colossians 2:10 NKJV says, You are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. We become complete through the Messiah and the Holy Spirit. Since God uses the power of the Holy Spirit to inspire and help us, John 14:15, we can experience amazing things at times in our lives. That's why it says in Ephesians 3:20 NKJV, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. The Holy Spirit is at work in us to help us. It is the power of God at work in the life of the believer in Messiah. When we watch TV, we are exposed to many ideas, be careful to identify right and good behaviors from those that are not. In modern day culture, we see and hear many different ideas thrown at us through different types of media and the internet. Sometimes the things we look at are filled with wrong ideas and behaviors. Sometimes people are just trying to get us to watch their show or their online presentation by giving their false version of truth or by appealing to our inquisitive nature. While media can be a fun diversion, it is sometimes filled with half-truths and false information. It also can contain false attitudes and ideas that are contrary to God's Word and commandments. Watch out that you don't get sucked into the vortex of bottomless unfounded ideas and false values. Like it says in Ecclesiastes 1 9 NKJV, that which has been is what will be, that which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. They must have been talking about YouTube a few thousand years ago, it seems there is endless nonsense for all to indulge in. I know someone who likes to think of weird ideas to share on YouTube, he is just trying to get people to watch his nonsense. Proverbs 10:32 NKJV says, The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse. Some media can introduce wrong behaviors and ideas into our lives. Just be aware of that. We are to live and do what is right as defined by God. That is the true spiritual life. Later in Ecclesiastes 12:13-14 NKJV it says, Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. There is an all-knowing God who wants to help us with life, there exists direction and hope for life from a good and powerful God.
We should study and work God's Word, so we learn His commandments and use them for life. We need truth in order to live a life of truth and goodness. So, study and learn how to live right. We take our finances seriously, why not take spiritual matters seriously too? 2 Timothy 2:15 NKJV says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God's word is called truth because they are inspired by an all-knowing God who wants what is best for us. Desire to be approved to God in life so that you are not ashamed when you stand before God and give an account for how you lived. There is a saying, all work and no play makes someone dull. In Jewish thought, living to work means we are a slave to work so that we don't enjoy life. Work is not all there is to life, and neither is living to indulge oneself, or to just live for entertainment. Also, I would like to propose another idea. All nonsense and no truth leads to a life of nonsense. Follow God and make your life worthwhile. We will now begin our Torah study. Today is a double portion, Akar Reimot and Kedoshim. Akar Reimot means after the death and Kedoshim means, holy ones. The Torah portion for Akar Reimot is Leviticus 16 1-1830. Moshe is to tell Aharon after the death of his two sons that they are not to come just any time into the holiest place behind the curtain. It then describes what the high priest must do, sacrifice, and where. The Bible at times is very specific about what we are to do. We should have a deep respect for God and do what He says. The Bible says we are to fear Him, after all, He is the Creator of the universe. Philippians 2:12-13 says we are to work out our rescue with fear and trembling. Rescue is a better rendering of the text there in Philippians than salvation. It is the Hebrew word malat in the Old Testament portion and always means rescue according to Strong's Dictionary. Deuteronomy 6:2 NKJV says we are to fear God so we can have a prolonged life that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged God's commands are good for us they can prolong our life if not in this life most certainly in eternal life the reason we talk a lot about keeping God's commandments is because the Bible tells us over and over to keep God's commandments both in the old and new portions. We need the encouragement. No one was to be in the tent of meeting while the high priest makes atonement for himself, his family, and all Israel. He is to lay hands on a goat confess the sins of Israel and send it into the desert. Then the priest is to go back into the tent of meeting and make a sacrifice for the sins of the people. They are to take the bull and goat ashes and their remains outside the camp and finish burning them up. This is to be done every year on the tenth day of the seventh month, also known at Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement, and they were also to fast that day and it is to be a day of rest. The people were to only bring their sacrifices to the Kohanim, priests. They were to no longer sacrifice to demons and those who do this, or drink blood will be cut off from the community. In this portion, it says that the life of creatures is in the blood and the blood sacrifices are for our atonement. Leviticus 17:11 NKJV says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. The Torah says that it is blood that makes atonement, and we need atonement for our sin, 
Yeshua, Jesus, sacrificed His blood as the final atonement for sin. The Jews say there is no longer a need for sacrifice because God does not want sacrifices. That is not what it means. God does not want sacrifices because He wants people to stop sinning. It has nothing to do with not needing a sacrifice for sin. Yeshua the Messiah took away the sacrifices of bulls and goats and gave Himself as the final sacrifice for sin. So, we must believe in the Messiah Yeshua to atone for us. Hebrews 10 4 NKJV says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins, then in Hebrews 10 9-10 NKJV, God, He takes away the first that He may establish the second. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Yeshua HaMashiach laid down His life for us and we need to accept what the Messiah did for us. We learn in this portion that there are consequences for not doing things God's way. This is how God chose to give us forgiveness. Isaiah 53 is clear. The Messiah came to be a sacrifice for us. Some sick people say that Isaiah 53 is about the suffering of Israel. God did not allow all the innocent people of the Holocaust to suffer and die for humanity. It was evil people who did that. This portion continues, anyone who eats an animal that has died naturally must wash himself and his clothes. They were not to do what the Egyptians did or what the Canaanites did, but they were to do according to God's laws, a person will have life through God's commandments. Think about it. If they were good for God's people in the Old Testament, why wouldn't they be good for us now? They were intended to prolong our lives. People just want to make up excuses so they can do what they want. They won't make it into God's kingdom at the end of time by doing things their own way. God is the judge, and they are His commandments. No one is to have sexual relations with any of their family or close relatives or a neighbor. No one is to have sexual relations with anyone, except a man and a woman as husband and wife. The laws about sexual sin are spelled out. Homosexuality is wrong and having sex with an animal is wrong. They were not to kill their children by offering them to a pagan god. The people of the land that God is expelling did these despicable things and that is why God is giving Israel the land. If Israel does these things, the land will vomit them out too it says. They were not to follow any of these abominable customs of the pagans it says. Rabbi Shaul, Paul, gives us a stern warning in 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11, the people who don't seek to do what is right and don't follow God's commandments will have no share in the kingdom of God. Shaul mentions some of the sexual sins that our Torah portion mentions. In this portion, Moshe gives instructions to Aharon about how he is to conduct himself in the Mishkan, the tabernacle, and more specifically at the time of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. We should always remember to come before God with respect and awe. Israel was not to do the despicable things that the Egyptians and Canaanites did. It was the reason that God was expelling the Canaanites from the land. We should also remember that not keeping God's laws can incur grievous circumstances. This portion says that the land will vomit out Israel if they end up doing these abominable things. Improper sexual practice is talked about in Leviticus 18 of this portion. Lands are destroyed because of wrong sexual practice. It perverts, degrades, and cheapens society. For example, people who practice these things perform sexual favors to get ahead. 
the people who should be honored for their merit are then passed by. Sexual sin treats people as objects instead of giving people the dignity and respect they deserve, and sexual sin can lead to the sexual abuse of others. The Haftorah for Akar Re Mode is Ezekiel 22 1-19. God will destroy the Negev in Jerusalem, the people of Israel have shed blood and made idols, and because of this, God has caused them to be scorned. They were using their power in order to kill others and to oppress others. They were committing perverted sexual acts and not keeping Shabbat. They were taking bribes and committing extortion. It says in this portion that God is going to deal with them and disperse them into other lands. God will pour out His fury on them. This was a hard lesson for Israel, and this should be a lesson for us. Since we want to be God's people, we should behave like God's people. Sin has a negative impact on us and others. For example, taking bribes subverts justice, those bribing others may get away with crimes against others. All sin is destructive and is wrong. Even small sins can cause harm. The portion Ked Doshim means holy ones and is from Leviticus 19 1-2027. It begins with God telling Israel that they are to be a holy people, revere their parents, keep Shabbat, and not turn to idols. It tells us to be holy three times in this portion, Leviticus 19-2, Leviticus 27, and Leviticus 20-26. Holiness is the act of separating yourself from sin. It is not a stamp of holiness as some say, we are to actually be holy. How ridiculous is it for some people to say they are holy when they are not actually acting holy. The peace offering is to be done in a certain way and when they get to the land, they are to leave the corners of their field for the poor and foreigner. They were not to steal, defraud others, not to swear by God's name falsely, not to keep back wages, not to curse a deaf person or put an obstacle, a stumbling block, in front of a blind person. They were to be just, not slander, look out for each other, not to hate or take revenge, and to love your neighbor as yourself. They were not to let their livestock mate with different species, not to mix their crops, and there is a specific command to not mix some different kinds of thread for clothing. Presumably, there could be some disease issues with some types of clothing. In Leviticus 19:14 NKJV it says, you shall not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but shall fear your God, I am the Lord. There are a lot of things that this scripture can apply to. We shouldn't cause another person to sin because of our actions, we shouldn't be a stumbling block. For example, we should not offer alcohol to an alcoholic. Holding grudges instead of forgiving can lead to anger and unjust retribution. Yokan Nan, John, said that loving others includes not causing others to stumble in sin. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. 1 John 2:10 NKJV. A man was to make reparation for sexual relations with another man's slave. They were not to eat from a newly planted tree until the fifth year, they were not eat blood, they were not to practice any spiritualism, like fortune-telling or any curious arts. There are often devil spirits behind these activities, not to gash their flesh, get tattoos, and not to make their daughter become a prostitute. They were to keep Shabbat, not to turn to mediums, respect the elderly, not to wrong foreigners, not to be dishonest with measurements, and keep to God's commands. 
they were not to sacrifice their children to an idol and God will set Himself against those who consult a medium or sorcerer. They were to be holy and observe God's commands. They were not to curse their parents. A number of sexual sins are listed. Adultery, homosexuality, bestiality, and incest are all wrong. Men were not to have marital relations during a woman's period. All these were the things that the people of the land were doing, and the reason God was expelling them from the land. God detested those works and the land would vomit them out if they did them. They were to eat only clean animals and not make themselves detestable with unclean animals. They were to be set apart from sin, holy, they belong to God. Mediums and sorcerers are to be put to death. This portion talks about the many traps of sin that keep us from a relationship with God. For example, sexual sins often keep a person distant from God. We belong to God, and we are to be a wholly separate people, and not sin. Also, this portion talks about loving our neighbor as ourselves. Sin not only keeps us from God, but also keeps us from loving others and treating others right. The Haftorah for Ked Doshim is Amos 9 7-15. In this portion, the Lord sees Israel's sins, but He will not completely destroy them. God will restore them and someday they will rebuild their cities. God will plant them, and they will never again be uprooted. This is a picture of our restoring and good God. Now is our section on some of the commandments in this section. There are a lot of commandments in these portions. Commandments, implied commandments, permissions, and other concepts. We can also understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. There are other possible concepts than what is shared here. The high priest was not to come into the holy place inside the veil but only when performing his duties. The word mercy seat is the word kapor read in Hebrew and means, cover. So, he was not to come before the ark with its cover on at will. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at just any time into the holy place inside the veil, before the mercy seat which is on the ark, lest he die, for I will appear in the cloud above the mercy seat. Leviticus 16 2 NKJV. This is the high priest's service on Yom Kippur. Thus Aaron shall come into the holy place, with the blood of a young bull as a sin offering, and of a ram as a burnt offering. He shall put the holy linen tunic and the linen trousers on his body, he shall be girded with a linen sash, and with the linen turban he shall be attired. These are holy garments. Therefore he shall wash his body in water, and put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats as a sin offering, and one ram as a burnt offering. Leviticus 16 3-5 NKJV Sacrifices were to be brought to the God's sanctuary. See Leviticus 17 3-4. Blood is the necessary atonement for sin. Yeshua as God came and gave Himself for our sins. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Leviticus 17 11 NKJV. Hebrews 10 9-10 NKJV says, he takes away the first that he may establish the second. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. When an animal is killed while hunting, a person is to drain its blood and cover the blood. See Leviticus 17 13. 
no one is to have sexual relations with anyone within their close family relationships. The husband is not to have marital relations when their wife is menstruating. No one is to commit adultery with their neighbor. No one is to do any type of idolatrous ceremony that involves their children. Men are not to have sexual relations with other men. Women are not to have sexual relations with other women. People are not to have sexual relations with animals. The land vomits the people of the land because of these things. Leviticus 18 6-30 NKJV None of you shall approach anyone who is near of kin to him, to uncover his nakedness, I am the Lord. The nakedness of your father or the nakedness of your mother you shall not uncover. She is your mother, you shall not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of your father's wife you shall not uncover, it is your father's nakedness. The nakedness of your sister, the daughter of your father, or the daughter of your mother, whether born at home or elsewhere, their nakedness you shall not uncover. The nakedness of your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, their nakedness you shall not uncover, for theirs is your own nakedness. The nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, begotten by your father, she is your sister, you shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister, she is near of kin to your father. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is near of kin to your mother. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. You shall not approach his wife, she is your aunt. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law, she is your son's wife, you shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife, it is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter, nor shall you take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter, to uncover her nakedness. They are near of kin to her. It is wickedness. Nor shall you take a woman as a rival to her sister, to uncover her nakedness while the other is alive. Also you shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is in her customary impurity. Moreover you shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife, to defile yourself with her. And you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire to Moloch, nor shall you profane the name of your God, I am the Lord. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Nor shall you mate with any animal, to defile yourself with it. Nor shall any woman stand before an animal to mate with it. It is perversion. Do not defile yourselves with any of these things, for by all these the nations are defiled, which I am casting out before you. For the land is defiled, therefore I visit the punishment of its iniquity upon it and the land vomits out its inhabitants. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, either any of your own nation or any stranger who dwells among you. For all these abominations the men of the land have done, who were before you, and thus the land is defiled, lest the land vomit you out also when you defile it, as it vomited out the nations that were before you. For whoever commits any of these abominations, the persons who commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore you shall keep my ordinance, so that you do not commit any of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that you do not defile yourselves by them. I am the Lord your God. We are to have respect for our parents. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 19 3 NKJV 
we are not to honor or regard any idols or make them. Do not turn to idols, nor make for yourselves molded gods, I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 19:4 NKJV. Do not value what the idols are made of or bring them in your house, see Deuteronomy 7:25-26. There are devil spirits attached to idols so they bring curses into the home. Do not eat the leftovers from the sacrifices after the second day. It shall be eaten the same day you offer it, and on the next day. And if any remains until the third day, it shall be burned in the fire. And if it is eaten at all on the third day, it is an abomination. It shall not be accepted. Therefore everyone who eats it shall bear his iniquity, because he has profaned the hallowed offering of the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from his people. Leviticus 19 6-8 NKJV Leave an edge of your field and do not glean your harvest for the poor to have. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest. And you shall not glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather every grape of your vineyard, you shall leave them for the poor and the stranger, I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 19 9-10 NKJV we are not to defraud anyone or lie or swear by God's name falsely or dishonor God's name. We are not to cheat or rob or steal from anyone. People are to get paid for their labor, we are not to keep what belongs to others. We are not to curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind. For example, we could also hurt someone who we are saying bad things about. We should not cause anyone to stumble and fall spiritually. Judgments are to be honest and right no matter if a person is poor or rich. You are not to spread malicious stories about others. We are not to just stand around and watch when your neighbor's life is in danger. Leviticus 19 11-16 NKJV You shall not steal, nor deal falsely, nor lie to one another. And you shall not swear by my name falsely, nor shall you profane the name of your God, I am the Lord. You shall not cheat your neighbor, nor rob him. The wages of him who is hired shall not remain with you all night until morning. You shall not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but shall fear your God, I am the Lord. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. In righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. 16 You shall not go about as a talibearer among your people nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor, I am the Lord. You are not to hate a believer. You are to let others know when they are doing something that is wrong. We are not to be vengeful or keep grudges. We are to love others as ourselves and keep God's commandments. Leviticus 19:17-19a NKJV. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor, and not bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself, I am the Lord you shall keep my statutes. You are not to mix breeds. We are not to mix the seed in your field. You are not to wear a garment of linen mixed with wool. Leviticus 19,19 BNKJV You shall not let your livestock breed with another kind. You shall not sow your field with mixed seed nor shall a garment of mixed linen and will come upon you. 
we are not to copy other people's sinful behaviors or eat anything that is alive. Eating something with the blood refers to eating something that is alive and also copying something the pagans do. Leviticus 19:26 NKJV says, You shall not eat anything with the blood. We are not to do anything that comes through divination or false prophecy. Various pagan practices like shaving the sides of the head or other pagan practices with our hair are wrong. We are not to make cuttings in our skin or have any tattoo marks. Leviticus 19:26-28 NKJV Nor shall you practice divination or soothsaying. You shall not shave around the sides of your head, nor shall you disfigure the edges of your beard. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. We are to have honor and respect for God's special places. See Leviticus 19:30 NKJV. Do not listen to those who consult devil spirits or those who allow devil to possess them. This would include fortune tellers, palm readers, or other types of phenomena produced by the devil. Some are called witches or wizards. Leviticus 19:31 NKJV. Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits, do not seek after them, to be defiled by them, I am the Lord your God. We are to honor those who have wisdom and be respectful towards them. We are not to mistreat strangers and newcomers to our area. We are to have accurate measurements, and honest scales and weights. Leviticus 19:32-36 NKJV you shall rise before the grey-headed and honour the presence of an old man, and fear your God, I am the Lord. And if a stranger dwells with you in your land, you shall not mistreat him. The stranger who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you are strangers in the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. You shall do no injustice in judgment, in measurement of length, weight, or volume. You shall have honest scales, honest weights, an honest ephah, and an honest hin, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Those who intend their parents' evil should be put to death. The way this reads we would expect some kind of provable intent to harm their parents. Leviticus 29 NKJV For everyone who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother. His blood shall be upon him. A man is not to marry his wife's mother. Leviticus 20:14. If a man marries a woman and her mother, it is wickedness. Certain customs of some nations are sinful, and we are commanded not to keep them. Leviticus 20:23 20, NKJV. And you shall not walk in the statutes of the nation which I am casting out before you, for they commit all these things, and therefore I abhor them.